Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub. All right, welcome to Legally Sound Smart Business. This is Nasser Pasha. This is Matt Staub. And welcome to the Business Law Podcast, where we cover business legal news and also answer some of your business legal questions that you, the listener, can send in to ask at LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com. After the two debacles earlier in the week, you finally got a good intro. I know. Good job. I've been practicing. Yeah. Took me three times. I hope so. Once it gets to the end of the week, I hope you'll be a lot better. <laughs> Sorry. Next time you do it. <laughs> well, this isn't like our last episode, which dealt with football, but we're going to talk about... Um, Tesla. SpaceX. Oh, We've talked about... SpaceX. We've talked about him before. Elon Musk. I think last we spoke about him was when he opened up his patents to anyone who wants to infringe upon them. Yeah. Or I guess it wouldn't be infringement if it's asked for. But <laughs> Please infringe on my patents. No, yeah, he's definitely, Elon Musk is definitely a... Innovator. Innovator, but also like they like to change things and do things differently. Disruptor. Disruptor. That's the word. He might rethink that patent strategy after these recent labor lawsuits. Yeah. So he sued SpaceX, one of his companies here, the private space launch provider, for those of you who don't know, which many people can afford, I think, is <laughs> being sued by former employees. You know, the typical employee lawsuits weren't allowed to take breaks, weren't paid overtime. The company failed to give them enough time before a round of layoffs. This was in California? Yeah, we haven't dealt with it a lot because when you do lay off a number of people, there are some extra processes that you have to go through as far as notification and things like that. Everything from how you handle the actual benefits package and things to that effect. It also, like for example, California law, I think requires 60 days notice if you're laying off more than 50 employees up to a certain amount. So it's not something that we deal with a lot, obviously, but that was a big issue. I know we covered LinkedIn, was it last Friday, about their labor law violations, but I just want to reiterate once again, a huge company, well, SpaceX is probably not as big. I mean, they're kind of new, but I know they have a lot of money into it. But the point is, is that a company that should know, obviously they know enough about patent law, at least Elon Musk knows about enough about patent law to opine on that. They make these labor law mistakes all the time. And though many of you guys may not be laying off more than 50 people in one day, when it comes to allowing them to take breaks, paying overtime, these things are very common to every business. Yeah, and they said they laid off 200 to 400 workers last month, which I just looked up. At the end of last year, they had about 3,800 employees. So that's 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 actually a pretty decent chunk. But yeah, like you said, 60 days before layoffs, that involved 50 to 499 employees in California. So should have done that. And I guess that's the moral of the story, right? We talk with smaller businesses all the time. They can definitely make these mistakes, but it's these other companies too that are making the same mistakes. Yeah. I don't know if they think they're immune to it or what the deal is. I think it's just ignorance of the law. And you know, I'm picking on the CEO of the company. Obviously, these kinds of mistakes are made by middle management. For example, look at yeah. this. These employees are accusing them for saying that they rounded time entries to reflect total hours than were actually worked, fewer total hours. So Basically, they were rounding down. Usually, if you're rounding, you would round up when it comes to employee hours. Second is is that they would have them miss meal breaks and rest periods. Everyone knows about meal breaks. and In California, you have to take them unless they're waived. But rest periods, too, is a lot of times something very easily forgotten about. And especially for a company like this, when you have 
this going on on a company-wide basis, it multiplies over and over again per employee, per violation, per multiple instances. It's just not a fun thing to go through. Yeah, that's how it is. Everyone thinks they can get away with it. I get. I mean, even if, especially for someone that's this well known, like you're not going to be able to pull this off in deeper pockets and just never a good idea in any setting. Let's be fair. Let's get the employer's perspective. The lawyer, James Hawkins, he had, let's see, no comment. And uh, SpaceX also declined to comment on the matter. So I, I just wanted to be fair, just to get, kind of give that perspective of things. <laughs> yeah. Seems to be the standard. <laughs> People can look forward to next Friday when we talk about another company that's making the exact same mistakes. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, let's get to the question of the day. We are going through a rebranding process. What should we look for on the legal side? I like questions like this where we don't you know, it's not like the one about tips where it was like a yes or no. This is kind of an open-ended legal question, I suppose. Our firm has gone through rebranding and our clients have gone through it. And obviously there's a lot of marketing issues and even kind of logistical issues of going through that. For example, when we went through it, we actually changed our legal entity name because there was legal reasons that we were going through a rebranding. But I think one of the first things that I tell clients to do is to do a trademark search. If you're going through and getting a new brand, you're going to be putting money into this brand, then I would want to make sure that you're able to own the intellectual property rights to that name, specifically the trademark. And it's not just that too. I mean, we talked about this just last week. For your branding, you got to make sure that I assume they're talking about what their name's going to be. Yeah. Maybe not. I assume. If they are, then you got to make sure it's available when you register for it. But I think, like you said just now, the trademark's going to be... The intellectual property side's going to be the most important. I mean, that's where you get your value in your brand is through a trademark. And so you have to make sure that's available if you really want to build a brand that's going to be the big money right there. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of other issues. Uh, even the story that we covered or our blog post, we focused on the intellectual property issues, even like the copyright for your logo. But there are some other issues that people may not be familiar with. For example, when you hire somebody to design a logo, just as if you've hired a photographer and so forth, you got to make sure that you own the copyright free and clear that that person that designed it's not going to hold it hostage if you make modifications or resell it or, or what have you. You want to make sure you have that. And I also discussed how you may have some legal changes for your rebranding. You can change the name of your entity. I think this is a very common question that people don't realize is that you can keep the same tax ID and just change the name of your entity by going through the filing of the Secretary yeah. of State. And if you're in filing in multiple states, it's a hassle and rebranding and so forth. And a lot of times bank accounts still require you to actually open up a new bank account, even though it's the same tax ID. It depends on the bank. Right. And you made a very good point with the, you would think it's just common sense that it, and it's going to be included. But if you pay someone to create a logo for you in this rebranding process, you you want to make sure that you own that free and clear. Yeah, There's not anything in there that you know, they're going to say they have some sort of right to because then you'll run into a pretty unfortunate situation at that point. And most reputable graphic designers will assign everything to you right. once you pay for it or whatever. But a lot of times these issues come up because maybe at first that graphic designer doesn't really understand the copyright law very well. And so they don't have any of that language of the assignment. And neither does the company that's hiring them. And then maybe later on there's a dispute and 
that designer is like, okay, well, you can't use it because you haven't paid me all the money. You still owe me this or whatever, right? It shouldn't be an issue. Any reputable firm that's going to be doing this is going to provide for that. And I would think even if they try to be deceptive about it, you know, it'd come back to haunt them too. But yeah, just something to look out for. It's just another consideration. Yeah. We're just trying to answer the question. <laughs> you don't need to get upset about it, audience. <laughs> Listeners. Listeners. Listener. The one person listening. I think we covered this, right? Audience implies that they're... When I said audience just then, it didn't seem right. So Didn't seem right. Yeah, it seemed morally wrong to say that. <laughs> Moral, but, morally uh, wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's what you're referring to. Tough way to end the week. (laughs) My morals are compromised. So I think we covered everything, but rebranding in general is fun, I think. Don't forget to get your domain name. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious, especially a dot pizza domain name, which still hasn't come out yet. We're still waiting for that. Yeah. But, um, and you should be good. Simple as that. Well, have a good week, everyone, or weekend. Yeah. And don't forget to leave a positive review on iTunes. And you do that by going to, I don't know, I did it by going to iTunes.com, but can you do that within the actual software too or on your phone? Do you know? You know, that's a good question. I don't think you can. I think I tried to do it and I couldn't, but yeah, I think this is a holiday weekend too, right? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. So I, I know it takes a little extra effort, but it really helps us out a little bit. So if you do have a second, please do so right now. You have an extra day off of work. I mean, it's a full day to... <laughs> full 24 hours, or I guess if you're working, full eight hours of time you wouldn't have had. You can leave one review. It takes one minute at most. Yeah, it takes eight hours to do. Just just do it really quickly. <laughs> Block out your eight hours you would have worked to, to leave reviews. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.